All right, we're already over a week past Christmas, but when it comes to recruiting gifts, LSU got a late Christmas gift, and Locked On's official recruiting insider, Brian Smith, joins us to break it all down. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked on LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified as soon as Locked on LSU drops. Today's edition of Locked on LSU and all of our recruiting coverage is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, joining us on today's podcast is Lockdown's official recruiting insider, Brian Smith. Brian, Merry Late Christmas, Happy Late New Year, and Happy Dominic McKinley Flip Day. To, uh, to all of those that observe the Christmas gift that LSU fans got later on this season was the gift of Dominic McKinley, the five-star defensive lineman from Lafayette. He's the number one player in the state of Louisiana. Brian, we talked about Dominic McKinley for a long time. We've said that's just one kid that you can't lose. You can't lose the number one player in the state of Louisiana of previously committed to Texas A&M, now flips to LSU. What does LSU getting in Dominic McKinley? And just how has his recruitment panned out so far? How did we get here? He's not a very talkative kid. Uh, I've interviewed him. Several other people have. But he kept it really quiet. I, I interviewed him a couple of days before he announced, and nobody knew that he was doing anything. And that kind of explained it. But at the same time, LSU, I was told, made him a priority for a long time even after the A&M commitment many moons ago. And of course, once Jimbo was fired, everything was free game anyway. But uh, they did their best to get him back. And I, I heard that the mom wanted LSU uh, a little closer to home. It's an hour to Baton Rouge from Lafayette. So that probably helped. And uh, based on watching him at Under Armour, it's a good thing that he's going to play for LSU if you're a Tigers fan because he has been dominant. What did you see from him in the, in the Under Armour game? Well, the game itself coming up, but he's just in practice, just dominates one-on-ones, just dominates one-on-ones. He wins every rep. Uh, he has speed to power, power to speed, good base, good burst, keeps his hands active, and churns those feet. Uh, he is a coach's dream because he does all the things that they bitch and moan about, and they don't have to say anything to him. And he's, you know, 6'5", 280, something like that, give or take. Uh, very humble kid, hard worker, never have to ask him to do something twice. He'll take every one of those you can get. Um, and again, natural pass rushers at his size are rare. He is one of those guys. He'll play very early for the LSU Tigers. So he is a, a is is he out on the edge? Is he playing interior? What is probably his most natural position? Three tech. He plays some one tech over the center inside a gap. Mm -hmm. But as a three tech playing in a gap, he's a threat to get to your quarterback immediately. And that's the rarest of the rare. Very few guys at his size 
anything over 250 that could rush the pass or coaches get all giddy. Yeah. He's he's 280. So yeah, I mean they've moved him around a little bit in practices and all that that I saw, but at the same time, I don't think it matters. He could probably play some five technique and strong side defensive end. He's that athletic. Um, he won't tell you anything about it. He'll just smile, but uh, he'll go get some sacks for you and create some problems in the backfield for running backs as well. Just overbearing and a very powerful young man. So a lot of fun to watch for us because yeah. rep after rep, he just wins. And when it comes to some of the news that came out, you know, Bakai Wingo has announced that he's entering the NFL draft. Mason Smith, whatever his fate looks like in the 2024 season, does he decide to come back to LSU? Does he decide to clear for the NFL draft? That's all kind of up in the air. And if Mason Smith decides to leave, that's a massive hole that you now are creating a defensive tackle. How can Dominic McKinley and can Dominic McKinley fill in some of those gaps, fill in some of those holes in the 2024 season. He might have to play more snaps than they would like to play a freshman. If they lose Mason, the season's not going to be the way it needs to be. Right. By LSU, it's not, there's no fixing that. But at least this is a kid that with his hand movement, his speed and agility, he has the ability to come in and get 300 snaps. Normally, you don't want true freshmen doing that. He's the exception and they just might have a hole that's so big. What else are you going to do? Yeah. So um, I don't know how many legitimate LSU level D tackles might be available in the portal. They may have to reach if they lose both. You can't lose two NFL tackles. Yeah. It doesn't work. So, I mean, that's not Brian Kelly's fault, but that's that's part of the situation we're in in college football. Kids are going to leave at any chance. Um, but if Mason comes back, then you can just play McKinley in spots. They'll be in much better spot that, you know. You're, you're going to double Mason. Then Dominic is one-on-one. That that right. would be much more to his liking, I'm sure. I'm sure he would appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> so just going to put into context for some LSU fans that may not have been following rec- the recruiting side of things over the past couple of weeks, over the past couple of months. Just what does landing Dominic McKinley mean for this program? Um, it means you're going to get the kids that you should get. We talked about him for a number of months, not just because he was a, a great player, but he's from Lafayette, which is as good a small size city in the country as there is for football recruiting, literally. And it's an hour from LSU's campus. Not all those kids go to LSU. Uh, they, they've missed on some in the last five, 10 years. Yeah. Getting him and getting a couple of the other guys that they wanted out of that area the last year or two is a good sign. And, and again, position of need, pass rusher, size, Beating a player or beating a team that you play against, an AM for a kid in your backyard. All these things are huge for LSU. Yeah. If you want to be a seven and five program and lose kids like this to AM, that's how you do it. Uh, if, L- if LSU fans thought the defense was bad, you lose kids like this over and over again, you'll see the defense they just had all the time. Oh. It's recruiting. Yeah. I'm sure you saw that sound bite that Kirby had. It's like he goes, Scheme doesn't beat players. Eight- 80% of college football is recruiting. X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's at this level. It's a lot of it is the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And Brian Kelly talked about it early, early on in his tenure at LSU. He said, I want to lock down the state of Louisiana. If some of the best players from the state of Louisiana leave, I want to bring them back. And I want the best players, the top talent in the state of Louisiana to stay in the state of Louisiana. And so being able 
to flip Dominic McKinley, the top player in the state of Louisiana. You look at the top 10 players in the state of Louisiana, majority of them are going to LSU. That at least checks the recruiting boxes. Now, how that comes to fruition on the field every Saturday in the fall, that's a different story. But you at least are... uh, are doing what you said that you were going to do, doing what, frankly, this program needs to do, and it's keeping Louisiana kids home. Yeah, you'll you'll go to Texas and Florida and Mississippi and Alabama after that, but you got to lock down the state of Louisiana. That that is priority one A. And Dominic McKinley is uh, is a great example of that. But coming up next, I want to get into perhaps maybe some more Christmas presents that we could get over the next few days. Some dates in the twenty twenty five class, and maybe even. Is there another player out there that LSU could land in the 2024 class? We'll get Brian's thoughts on that, and we will do that right after just a couple of words from our sponsors. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And it is so important to start this new year on the right foot. And how do you do that? Well, it's with the right people. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion with a B, billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, you may not have the time or the resources to hire. So thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and so easy. Who doesn't love that? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, rolling along here on Locked On LSU. We're part of the Locked On Network, your team every single day. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Talking with Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, talking all things recruiting, the news of the last few days. Dominic McKinley, five-star defensive lineman, the number one recruit in the state of Louisiana in the 2024 class, has flipped from Texas A&M to LSU. But before we get into the 2025 classes, because now that it's 2024, let's go ahead and look at 2025. Uh, I want to talk about who else could potentially join this 2024 recruiting class. One name that has yet to commit, one name that has yet to, you know, kind of show their cards of where they are going to end up in college is Terry Bussey. He's five-star listed as an athlete. Brian, you said he could play receiver, he can play corner, he can pretty much just play every which way. What's the latest you've heard about Terry Bussey? Terry is a very unique player. He's down here at Under Armour, uh, just outside of Orlando's where I live, and the game's up there. He's as dynamic as it gets. Uh, corner, he's played quarterback in high school, helped his team get to the state championship and all that. 
he's just a burner. Uh, even by Louisiana, Texas standards, where they both have a lot of track programs, this is a kid that stands out. LSU, Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, we can't get any specific dates or anything out of him. He's been committed to A&M, but LSU and Texas have been after him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma or somebody else got a visit. Alabama is the other wild card. I know you love Alabama a lot, so I want to make sure I mention them. Besties. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, they're the only school recruiting Terry as a receiver. Everybody else is recruiting him as a DB, which I find interesting. That it is, is hard to find corners. Yeah. Uh, LSU, I understand why they're recruiting him at corner. They could probably about guarantee him a starting spot if they can figure it out. So we're waiting for the date for the in-home visits because he took all his visits in the summer. So the in-homes and like unofficial visits and stuff, that's that's a different deal. Right. It's, it's really a clouded smoke screen. Uh, he could end up anywhere, but that's a five-star by any measurement. I've watched him cook guys as a receiver, and he's never really played it and concentrated at it. I'm curious to see what he'll do at the next level, no matter what spot it is, because he's not going to be playing quarterback anymore. He can just focus on what he's doing. He could be as dynamic as any player in college football. So what would you say is his greatest attribute? Is it the speed? Is it the versatility? Um, his ability to change direction, kind of like a human joystick. Yeah. He reminds me of shoelaces that played at Michigan. Interesting. And I know that you said it's all kind of been a cloud of smoke. So this, frankly, might just be something you do not know. What, if if you do know, would be his priority? Is it where he can go play receiver? Is it where he can go, go play DB? Is it staying close to home? Is it going to a program like in Alabama or a Georgia or a program that he feels like he can win a national championship right away? What are his his priorities. Comfort is what he talked about when we, we met with him. Uh, he was pretty guarded, Yeah, but I mean, the in-home visits and stuff will kind of dictate that. I, I don't think he's really given as much of his cards. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know the beyond the answer beyond that. Um, he's been recruited hard for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of over the recruiting game and the phone calls and the text messages. I get it. You go in. I get it. And I don't mind yeah. it. He's a nice kid. But he could end up anywhere, and it would not surprise me. If he ended up in Baton Rouge, it wouldn't surprise me. He's good enough that I'd be shocked if he's worried about playing time. He'll, he'll find his way to the playing field. Right, so right. So I want to look at a couple of names in the 2025 class, a couple of dates to look ahead to. One of those is January 3rd. Harlem Berry has announced that he will announce his commitment on January 3rd. Harlan Berry is a five-star running back from the New Orleans area, the number one player in the 2025 class. A lot of the crystal balls have all signs pointed toward LSU. What have you heard? Same thing. Yeah. Uh, he'll probably end up at LSU. We knew that a couple of years ago. I met him when he was a freshman, and he was one of the best players that I'd seen in that class. Uh, the tournament that I was at when I saw him, he was the best player there, arguably, and as a freshman. So we're not really surprised by this. And LSU's made him a priority for a long time. Yeah, This is another kid in the Terry Bussey mold that is a true burner. And, you know, he could put up the football cleats and go put on the spikes and go go run track for the Tigers. He's that kind of guy. I think he's going to LSU, barring something unforeseen, and that's what everything that I've heard, that's where he's going to go. Bryce Underwood. He has scheduled his commitment for January, January 6th, I believe. January 5th. Yeah, January 6th. January 6th, the commitment date for Bryce Underwood, the top quarterback in the 2025 class. Five-star quarterback from Michigan. 
Michigan, home state Michigan is in the mix. Alabama's in the mix. Colorado is in the mix. And LSU is right up there with the rest of those schools. Brian Kelly said he wants a quarterback in every single recruiting class. Could Bryce Underwood be that 2025 quarterback? He could. Uh, His recruitment is really dynamic because everybody just expects that kind of kid to stay home. Mm -hmm. But with all the turbulence around the Michigan program and the smoke that Harbaugh is going to leave, I wouldn't bet on that. And I don't like betting against Nick Saban for recruits. He's been to LSU like three or four times. He's one of the more difficult kids to figure out. And I don't care what crystal balls there are for him because mm-hmm. he's going to have people pulling at him until he walks up and makes his announcement. Yeah. Not that that announcement means a lot, but if he's committing, there's a reason. So Denbrock just left. Mm-hmm. He was going to be the guy he was going to be working with. Does that impact it? There are so many little nuances to his recruitment, Caroline. It is really hard for me to figure this one out. I'm, I'm kind of waiting like everybody else. Why is that? Is it just the nature of being the top quarterback in a recruiting class? They've got some complicated layers that you're working with. And there's part of it. Um, coaching maneuvers are a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody picks a school, but they're really picking the coach at the school. Right. So with Harbaugh, do, do you really think he's going to be there for three or four years beyond this season? I mean, realistically, no. Probably not. And I highly doubt that the camp around this young man thinks that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from Detroit. They, they're going to know what's going on. They're 45 minutes from Ann Arbor. Uh, when it comes to Alabama, Saban's an older guy. Mm-hmm. Would he be there in four years? Five years? Probably not. The LSU fan to me says hopefully not. <laughs> Get him out of there. Fair enough. And then Denbrock <laughs> just left LSU. They were the odds-on favorite for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. Um, and then Dion, I don't know how to define him with recruiting kids. You either love him or don't. I mean, I talked to a kid today, Seton, that's going to call it out of the five-star mm-hmm. left tackle who loves the guy. Some do, some don't. I have no idea, but I don't like betting against Dion and recruiting because he does work very hard. Yeah. Interesting. So that'll be one that we will we will follow closely again. January 3rd, that is a Harlem Berry, the five-star running back from the New Orleans area. January 6th, Bryce Underwood's commitment day. And I know that all of the recruiting world is going to have all eyes on what Bryce Underwood has to say on January 6th. But coming up next, let's officially look ahead to 2024. Now that we're in the new year, Let's look ahead to some predictions. Where does LSU fall in the new ranking of this new SEC now that Texas and Oklahoma have joined the fold? We'll get into that coming up next with Brian Smith. All right, rolling along here, locked on LSU. Brian Smith, locked on's official recruiting insider, is with us. So, Brian, it's officially prediction time, and it, it will be prediction season from now until kickoff on Labor Day weekend where everyone is predicting order of finish, where everyone is predicting who's on the hot seat, who's going to be coach of the year. But I've seen a lot of predictions put out there on Twitter. I saw one, you know, you sent me from our friend Peter Burns, his prediction order of finish, predicted order of finish for 2024. I've seen several people do it. But really the consensus, for the most part, as far as LSU is concerned, has LSU right in the middle of the pack, six seven, eight, got Georgia, Texas, and Alabama at the top for the most part. 
Missouri, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, really in that that upper to middle tier, which if you would have told me that this time last year, I would have thought that you were absolutely crazy that Ole Miss and Missouri would be in that upper middle tier. And LSU kind of at the top of, of that middle tier. Everyone expecting LSU to kind of be middle of the road when it comes to uh, to the order of finish in 2024. What, what do you think about that? Considering what's leaving LSU, what's coming into LSU, what LSU's schedule looks like in 2024 because it's a freaking gauntlet. What do you make of that? I would love to make this prediction with the definitive knowledge of what Mason Smith is going to do at the time of this podcast. We don't know, um, you know, first round draft picks at defensive tackle, potentially speaking based on his talent matter. But here is my concern. You just lost one of the greatest quarterbacks in college football history and you still lost three games. Yeah. Why should I be optimistic? I mean, Nussmeyer's good, but he doesn't run a four, four. Mm-hmm you know, or less. I'm curious to see what Jaden hits at the gun. It might be sub four, four at the combine. He could fly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're losing receivers. Is Brian coming back at receiver? TBD. I would not expect him to come back. I don't know if that's just me preparing myself for the worst and hoping for the best. I would guess that he doesn't, but there is still, uh, it's, it's still in the realm of possibility that he does come back to LSU. When he played in the bowl game, I was kind of surprised. But, you know, it's it's maybe he's just a different dude because he grew up just outside of Baton Rouge, like 25 yeah. minutes. So it's a big deal for where he's at. But anyway, yeah. their schedule's not friendly. They have Texas is in the league. You know, it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but they're still going to score a lot of points. The only other thing is, like, who are they going to get in the portal? It's still an attractive school, as I've said a million times. It's not hard to recruit to LSU mm-hmm. if you bring a kid in on a Saturday night for a visit. So maybe they'll get somebody for the spring game come in, or it's a, you know, a key, a key cog out of the transfer portal, help them a defensive back, whatever. If they can just be mediocre on defense, I think that's what the talent they have, a receiver and running back still coming back, Mason Taylor, et cetera, they should be really good on offense. The offensive line sure as heck isn't going to be a problem. They have plenty of talent there. I'm just still very worried about corner. Yeah, They've got to prove something because they didn't get what they needed in recruiting as far as, you know, getting just an elite elite guy. they got a couple of pretty good players that I think have tremendous upside, but I don't want to plug them and play them. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be starting at corner and where's the depth? It's the same question we had beginning of the, this past season mm-hmm. before they played Florida State. I don't know how to define what happened this year. I mean, anything that could go wrong at corner did for LSU with injuries and suspensions. It's not going to be that bad again, LSU fans. That's stated. I still want to know who it is. So if they went seven and five and eight and four or something like that, which LSU fans can't, I know they can't comprehend that. That's not how LSU fans work, but where's the defense? You've got to prove it to me. So that league, man, like Ole Miss's quarterback's coming back. Mm-hmm. Alabama's quarterback's coming back. Auburn's quarterback's coming back. Georgia. And M's quarterback's Georgia. Like, the league is going to be up next year. Mm-hmm. Even Florida's quarterbacks. I mean, they weren't great, but he's coming back. It's ridiculous how many guys are. Missouri's quarterback's coming back. Quinn Ewers is coming back. Yeah. I mean, it's it, – there will be, I would imagine, five teams from the SEC in the top 12 in the playoff. Maybe more. It's not out of the question they could get six. Really wouldn't shock me. Crazy. So – yeah, it's just one of those things where it just kind of aligned. Yeah. 
So maybe that happens. Where would LSU be? I mean, that's my, again, he's pretty darn good. He showed he could play the bowl game. That's not, that's not debatable, but against their schedule, I'm not very, very happy about what's going on in the secondary to go up against that. Cause if they have any injuries at all, Caroline in fall camp or whatever, I mean, you, you just can't have freshmen playing in the SEC as you're starting number one and two corners or, you know, even your third guy. That's probably going to be the case. I, and I have no problem with where people are predicting LSU to be. And I think that it is less of an indictment on LSU and more of an indictment of the uncertainty. Who's your offensive coordinator going to be? 100%. What does this offense look like when you don't have Jaden Daniels legs to bail you out? Will Matt House be the defensive coordinator for this team next year? I would have thought absolutely freaking not, but he's still here. What's Mason Smith going to do next year? Is he going to come back to LSU? Can the defense get better? If Matt House does return, can the defense improve under Matt House? All of these things. And what does a Malik Neighbors list receiver receiving core look like? I think I feel pretty good about it with how much talent there is in that receiver room, but also I don't know. I think it's just the the sense of uncertainty and how much you're losing after this season, really on both sides of the ball, that I, I can't blame anyone if they can't quite put their finger on what LSU is going to be in 2024. And the cherry on top of it all is you open the season with USC, you play UCLA, you have an absolute gauntlet of an SEC schedule. It's not going to be easy sledding. Yeah, if they went above eight and four, I think it would be pretty good, barring somebody really stepping up or them getting somebody from the portal to help on defense. Mm-hmm. I, they could be really good, but lose two or three games by seven points or less and not even make the playoff when they're maybe a top eight team nationally. Yeah. Because if they figure out corner, they could be as good as anybody. Offensively, they'll be fine. Yeah. It's just the defense. Um, Mason Smith, et cetera. You can't, he can't leave and next year LSU reach its potential. Are they even remotely in control of that? Not really. So yeah. they're going to need a little luck to get to where LSU fans want them to be. Man, that's that has felt like every LSU season, just a little bit of luck, a little bit of things falling your way, and a whole lot of stress along the way. But Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider. Brian, always appreciate your time and know the people love you, and I do too. Where can some people find more of your work? At FB Scout underscore Florida on X, formerly known as Twitter. Just trying to uh, have some fun um, at the Under Armour events. And checking out, you know, Dominic McKinley, et cetera. Um, for anybody that has not seen him, make sure you check out his huddle, et cetera. And he'll be one of the key cogs in the, in the all-star game. Great football player. So LSU is getting a stud. Pumped for it. Needed to happen. Brian, appreciate you. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you very much, Caroline. All right, coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU, the latest news, Makai Wingo hits the NFL draft. Lance Hurd hits the transfer portal. What does that mean for LSU in 2024 and beyond? All of that coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked on LSU.